Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm Mistress Mia, and you know my diaper-wearing, fire-breathing master, <laughs> Master John Lord Bala, bitch! Master of the diapers! Yeah! <laughs> Rub one out in my little panties. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I, I forgot man whore too on that one. Yeah. Anywho. I forgot cunt. <laughs> Isn't he pretty? So colorful. So colorful. I'm jealous. Come up with some better words. I'll, I'll think of something better next time. All right. You All do right. that. So tonight we have a special guest. Uh, we have the lovely lady Petra. And she is also known on FET as Giggles Through Pain. She's been in the lifestyle. We're going to talk about BDSM. We're going to talk about some kinky shit. And we're going to talk about her being a transgender woman. Sound appealing? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Attention. Thank you, (laughs) Brian. So, um... You have this lovely accent. I always tell you, you have a great accent. And it's a little Cajun, a little spicy. So you're from the area. Well, I guess the Cajun is the mixture of the South and the North because I was originally born and raised in Chicago. Wow. And I moved down South um, 20, when I turned 21. So actually 22 years ago now. <laughs> I mean, half my life. I literally, so I'm literally like half northern and half southern. People do the same thing to me. They're like, are you Creel? like, no, I moved from Idaho when I was 18, though. <laughs> I've lived in the south longer than I lived up there. But You're yeah. just a Cajun potato. Cajun potato. <laughs> That's a bison. <laughs> I would say, are we an ultimate damn Yankee, though? Something, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So, tell us, Petra, when did you actually get into the lifestyle? i actually been interested, probably, honestly, since I was a teenager. Like, I started being sexually active when I was 12. And even my first time, you know, I played doctor with my girlfriend at the time. And so, I've always been very um, sexual, what you know, in relationships. And um, so I went around. I looked up north. It's incredibly hard to find anything. So it's very, like, I would say underground almost, like back when I was up there. So anyways, um, I ended up eventually finding FET one day about 13 years ago. And 13 or 14 years ago now. And I've been publicly out in lifestyle ever since. So it's been a very long uh, <laughs> experience so far. It's <laughs> <That was> fun. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your relationships in BDSM. I've had I tend to gravitate towards long-term relationships Um that are emotionally bonding with the, the energy's got to be there. We got to have the connection where we could just like, I'm a Sam. Like, I'm honest. I, I am a, I'm a smart ass mask across the board, but I know my boundaries and I know where the respect, uh, where the respect starts and, you know, the boundaries. Cause if you step beyond the boundaries, then you're becoming disrespectful. And that's one thing that I, 
try not to ever do. Um, and if I have, you know, we've always spoken about it. So my relationships, um, initially I was in a relationship with a domain area. She's not around, around anymore. And she wasn't a very unusual king, which I wasn't into. But she was very friendly. She was very outgoing. She was very, um, you could easily connect with her. And so from there, um, went to my first party, got top by five, by five domains. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I, as I said, when I jumped in, it was into the deep end. If, like, if you ask anybody who knows me in the community that knows me that long, uh, I started I started in the lifestyle with recommendation. I wouldn't recommend anybody. I was literally thrown into 12 foot deep end of this one pool. And so I started with five domains, you know, top of me. And from there, I ended up uh, getting into another relationship with a friend, which kind of uh, wasn't meant to be, but it kind of was, uh, to be honest. So, but they were married. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it's supposed to be friendship, but anyways, we're still friends to this day. You know, I always, I believe in leaving a relationship before we become enemies. If we start having like disagreements, if we're growing apart, it's time to move on. It's time for us to be able to move on and to uh, maintain that friendship beyond that. So I don't believe in trying to uh, keep a relationship going beyond that. So, but my longest relationship was seven years. With a Dame Mosa community knows. Um, it was, it started as a DS. It started as me moving out to Mississippi area. And from there, we were together for seven years. And that was, uh, very high protocol. It was strictly OP on her property. Uh, when I went into negotiation, the only right I had was I had the right to leave the relationship if I decided not to submit no more. And I'm, you know, I made a consensual agreement and I live by it. Uh, so I tell you, when they hear like high protocol or they hop hear this, they start. It's not like online where it's, you know, where it's a fantasy. Um, when you start having to ask permission, like in my, that relationship, I mean, I'd ask permission to take a job. I'd ask permission to go see people. I'd ask permission for, uh, it was comparative to a Gorian lifestyle in the almost, uh, I was dedicated to her and I still am to be honest. It's hard to get over. So it has actually, it's actually affected me beyond the relationship, uh, more than I would like to admit. But so anyways, uh, those were the relate. I've been in um, three relationships, to be honest, right now. So I know the last time you and I had spoken, you had actually said that people don't realize being a submissive, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And you said, <laughs> you said, you know, you actually have to do the hard work that you don't want to fucking do. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it's when I get asked questions like, "Oh, isn't it so grand?" I'm like, "Let me tell you what grand is." <laughs> I was mowing the yard twice a week. I was having to do dishes. I was having to cook. I was having to dust. I was having to maintain everything. My job is to make 
their life easier. My job is to do everything not for them because, you know, I don't want it to sound off like they're incapable, but for whatever they request. I mean, if that's going out there and picking weeds out of the yard with your, you know, with your hand, that's what it is. Um, so, you know, and then we, uh, getting ready for parties, you know, getting ready for a par party, um, we would start about five days in advance getting ready for a party because everything's got to be perfect. You know, you don't want to have people showing up at your house and have dust anywhere, have them dirty, you know, you want to make sure everything's perfect. So literally the investment of time takes hours. And that's, um, you know, that's getting ready for parties is a different subject. <laughs> but ultimately it's part of the relationship also Absolutely. if that person is part of the, if is part of the leadership yeah. and hosting. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that go into it. A lot of people don't think, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I would compare it 95% hard work and maybe 5% sex and 5% play. Because honestly, we did not play as much as we did the hard work. <laughs> I mean, now a lot of people, they get, they'll submit during play. So you're playing and you submit during that. This relationship was a, master slave relationship <clears throat> so did you find how much satisfaction did you get from the relationship and being submissive in that way compared to when you were just playing because a lot of people service subs they'll they'll that is their satisfaction when i play my masochist side i will take whatever I could take out of dedication for the person and for the endorphin rush. And sometimes I have multiple motivations because it depends. Sometimes I want to, I always submit, but sometimes I do it to see how much I could take for them. You know, because especially with the sadists, a lot of sadists like to play harder. They want to, so it, it becomes a, Comparison against yourself. You know, and I, I hear a lot of talk about like comparisons against slaves or against masochists who could take more play. But a lot, of a lot of things we don't discuss is what, when people compare themselves against themselves, like I played this hard this time, how hard can I play next time? You know, and I, I used to do that a lot. There'd be times where I couldn't, I would be a lighter player and there was times I was heavier. And, you know, and when you're lighter, you start getting down on yourself. Like maybe I, maybe I didn't do as good job. Maybe I just um, was in right mind frame. So the the satisfaction of the relationship versus the play was two totally different energies for me. I'll say it, it was it was a lot harder to be submissive during I'll call it the vanilla times because there's a lot of um, vanilla energy there. You know, you're going to work. You know, this is thing everyday life. Yeah, it's not sexy time, is it? It's not sexy time. <laughs> so you know, the satisfaction. You, 
the satisfaction, you really have to work at it. And I would say it's like a marriage. When you have two people in a relationship, you got to work at that relationship to keep it going. And if you, if you take it for granted, eventually you're going to lose it. So true. I know I, one of my old slaves always said, you know, so many subs and slaves, they want the carrot, but they don't want the stick. (laughs) But that takes dedication. It sounds like you really persevered through a lot. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I'm still dedicated. I mean, even as I look for another relationship, because we haven't been together in two years, you know, I'm still dedicated to her. But ultimately, I mean, if I find somebody else, I mean, I'm going to move on. And so, because I'll never forget the past. You can't forget the past. I mean, so the good times are still there. It's the bad times. But like I said, I believe in leaving a relationship before there's negative energy. And so. Hmm. Okay. So a lot of people. We talked before we started the, in, the interview, and you said, well, how do you express to somebody something that you're not doing but that you're interested in? And you, and you said earlier, too, on the interview that your dominant was into something that you, that you really weren't. How do you – do you find yourself sometimes trying to have multiple relationships at once to be able to fill those needs? Because it's difficult to find someone that's going to fill everything. And that's, that's the, the million-dollar question. The million-dollar question is it's finding out. For me, like, I'm in the pony play. Mm-hmm. I'm also a masochist. I, uh, was in, I was in the ABDL, which I've never expressed that before. Um, you know, I was uh, – tickling is another one mm-hmm. that I've never expressed. That another domain – uh, slowly got me uh, used to. Um, that was her thing. And I was like, because it was a right for me. So, it was a, like, tickling was a hard limit. And she's like, it's really not that bad. You know, it wasn't a, and we were friends, and I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And it actually wasn't. <laughs> so, I learned not to close off everything. But, I find it hard for, and I'm going to say this in general, for people in relationships to openly express interest, if the other partner has openly shared disinterest in it, mm-hmm. um, that's not to say that for me, I mean, I could have found somebody else. I mean, we were poly. We were open poly. Okay. Um, I've always been poly because just for that reason. Right. But it still doesn't hinder the feeling of, well, they weren't interested or they shared like they weren't into it or something. Like, there's a lot of people that are not into littles. I'm not a little. I'm not into it. But so, if I openly express that I'm in a relationship with one, we're open poly, they're still not going to be as open to me. Because I'm not into it. So they're going to be hesitant. So I feel like, I feel like we, as a community, need to be careful about the way we express our dislikes about something. Because, and I'm very guilty of this, of not filtering. I mean, 
Most people that know me will tell you I am I, I don't have a filter very well. I have Asperger's, so I tend to just spout off off my emotions. And well not emotions, but off my whatever it's called. And so I tend to um not think about the people around me at the time. And and I've had to stop and I learned this with therapy. Think about who's around you. Like when I was verbally assaulted, as I expressed earlier, going um, into that, but you know, somebody else had heard it. I was okay with it, but the person that heard it wasn't, and they reported it. So that's something a lot of people. I I'm very guilty of it. I'm working on it. It's just something that I noticed that a lot of people don't talk about. How are you? With what you say, how are you affecting the people around you? Right. And that's something that we talk about a lot is we <clears throat> we want to be a community. We want to be inclusive. We may not – maybe it's not my kink, but we still talk about it and we still have a good time and we still accept it and we accept everyone for who they are. But maybe I'm just not your person. So a lot of people will have – several people that they're playing with because it's difficult to find one person that's going to encapsulate every aspect of you or every aspect of me. It's difficult to find one person that's going to fill all those needs. And Mia says it all the time. BDSM complicates a relationship because now you are being open and now you are expressing all these things, but you still want to find somebody that's going to accept all of you. And that's the difficult part. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, because, like me, because I look for long-term relationships. Yeah. I wonder if I'm not sacrificing a part of me for that. Like, so, I mean, yeah, you're kind of actually made me just think, am I sacrificing some of my interest out of trying to find a relationship? You know, I've never actually thought about it that. Like, uh, this person I was talking to the other day, he says, when you put your, when you limit yourself, like I'm a heavy player, mm-hmm. you're closing off yourself to open other, other ac- open activities. Like, you know, lighter activities that others might be into, that you might enjoy that relationship with them. And I've never, I've been very close minded on it. I've been guilty of that. Because I'm always like, I need a heavy top. I need somebody that's going to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I need somebody that's going to. Right. And that's why we have things that these are my important list. These are the things I need. And the rest of them I'm interested in and I would like to do sometimes as long as the important things are happening. So for you, playing heavy is an important thing. We can do some of the other things, but I need these things. So I think I think the important part is to find somebody that's going to hit the important parts. Hmm. So. Hmm. so you've met a lot of people in the lifestyle. What are some of what have been some of your, I would say, memorable experiences and your encounters with with people in general? Uh, you never know who you're going to meet. <laughs> I just got the eye. I met this bitch. 
<laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just off faucets of life. Like, literally, I mean, honestly, that's one of the best things I love about the lifestyle. Because I generally become friends with everybody I know, and like even outside of the activities, the parties and stuff, and you just. I mean, it's like a big mixture pot, to be honest. You know, it's, you have the, you have rich, you have poor, you have professionals, you have not like blue collar, you have, you, you literally have everybody, and I'd almost say that BDSM puts us on the same level, mm-hmm. but it doesn't as far <laughs> as the titles come. <laughs> right. I mean, as far as I get it, like. But we have a commonality. But we have a commonality. We're all there for the same reason. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's the and that's the great thing about it. So you just, I mean, I have met a lot of people that I'll be honest, I would have never met in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And some of them are like, wish they never met me. <laughs> wish you never met them. <laughs> so some weirdos. Shit. <laughs> it's me. I'm weird. But look, I love the weird. I'll be honest. I love. Absolutely. Having a scene that I freak the people out. Mm-hmm. I love having it. Like, I've done scenes where I've literally had a needle put somewhere and I've watched the male doms run out of the room. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I love the the shock value. I want, I mean, you're, I don't. You're an well, extremist. You're, you're an attention whore, <laughs> like the rest of us. I mean, <laughs> I don't, you know, I talk. I light myself on fire for people. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Look at me. Look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> do they know how relaxing it is? <laughs> well, I did actually light myself on fire <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I still the blisters. <laughs> what? Did but it was totally worth it. Did you consent to it? I mean, yeah, I did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking. <laughs> you were talking about barbed wire earlier. Oh yeah, we've seen some barbed wire play. I mean, it's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, it's. Uh, she's like, it's I. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> it, it feels good. Uh, I mean, I for me, it's like when people watch it. They're like the looks on their faces. I'm like are like dead stares. They're like they can't believe what they're watching. And then me, I'm just like, ooh, this feels good. I'm like, you know, they're pricking this. Uh, the flow, the blood coming down. Um, the warmth. I mean, but I'm an edge player too. I'm heavy into needles. I'm heavy into knives. I'm heavy uh, cane. You know, whip. I'm very heavy into my play. And I'm, as we've said, you know, I, I really am an extremist, you know. I I love pony play. Uh, I'm with you on that. I You just can't can't go wrong with pony play. So we've talked about it. We've talked about it. <laughs> All we're, the time. We're going uh, to get some stables and we're going to have our human ponies. <laughs> our That's our goal. Boxing. And we're going to have chariots and we're going to have chariot races. <laughs> we're going to have all kinds of Exactly. We're going to be gladiators and we're going to be in our little chariots and come by with our swords and have fake sword fights while, <laughs> while our ponies are dragging us along. <laughs> pony, pony play was one of the quickest uh, subspaces for me. Oh, wow. I mean, it, I mean, I, 
Look, I had a friend that was in a funny play. I had interest in it. I had never done it. I had interest like where it seemed kind of cool. And I ended up being asked for a demo one time. And I did the demo and it instantaneously put me in a subspace and got me to the point where we weren't even doing commands. I could just, I could hear a click and I knew which way to turn. I knew, like, it was almost like hypnosis, kind of. I, I mean, I would very well compare it, you know, because I was like, I wasn't even thinking. I mean, it was one of the, it was one of the best uh, plays I've ever had. I mean, and as I told him when I, when I was done, you know, I said, y'all gotta effing love that. <laughs> y'all gotta try this. I was like, like I said, I had never done before in my life. I had an interest in it. My friend was in it. But I understand why. So tell us exactly what happened. Yeah, I'm interested now. I've never seen Plenty Play. I'm I like, know. we need to have a Plenty Play party now. <laughs> so I was I was at a group. I don't want out the group or anything, but I sure. they did a pony demo and a um pony handler for Florida did the demo. Sure. And I was like Okay, you know, and I didn't know I was going to be part of it. I had no idea. And so what happened was they they initially did the demo and then they called me up. And it's like, do you want to try it? I was like, sure. I was like, whatever, you know. But I'm very good about that. I'll be like, whatever. It's, you know, just push it off. Why not? <laughs> and I put the bed on. I put the, uh, the headgear on and... Uh, I had the blinders on, and they said, uh, go forward, and they started doing the leash, the, uh, the reins, mm -hmm. and as they were doing it, I could hear the boots, and as it was going, it became very rhythmic, it became very, like, like almost a pattern, like, I could hear, like, almost like, a rhythmic gallop. Yeah, and so I was going left without even thinking about going left. Without the reins being pulled. Wow. It was just, it was like instant. And that was the one thing that the uh, pony handler said was, you'll get to a point that I can hold the reins loose and you'll know which way I want you to go. And initially I was dismissive of it, but it, they were speaking the truth. Because um, it was one of the, even though as short as it was, I still think about that scene to this very day. Wow. I mean, I don't think we I mean, need to set something up. We do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on, I mean, I'll be honest. Like a lot of people are dismissive of it. You know, they're more into puppy play. They're more into uh, kitten. But the one, th you know, I think if a lot of people tried to pony, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I just bought my uh, first bit. I actually bought a pony. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I had a chance to buy it. I bought it out of Texas. I buy all my toys, you know, within a, the boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't have to deal with customs and all that. But uh, he's like out of Dallas, Texas. And and he, uh, when I got it, it had the raw leather smell still. And I'm like, you can't 
Can't beat that. You can't beat that. Like, like Tawny, raw leather. Like, come on. <laughs> You're like, dirty, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That's great. That's very exciting. Get that grin off your face. I know. I <laughs> always talk about it. It's like, oh, you yeah. so Yeah. You still yeah. got to. Yeah. I mean, it's. I really, truly believe there'd be more people into it if they tried. Absolutely. I just think that there's that, again, that appearance, because it's not common. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's with kittens and puppies. It, that's something that we see in our everyday lives. We all have pets. Yeah. You know, it's very typical. But when you're talking about equine, it's like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get some cute cows out there. Yeah. <laughs> Get some pay pigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, right? You gotta have a little farm. You have a farm event. Right? <laughs> exactly. Well, when John and I get our property, that's something we'll be doing. Yeah, we've talked about it. We have been. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to have some, a little barn with all my human pets in it. We need some dirty sluts to hook up the milking machines, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the other one I've been really into lately that a lot of people aren't is lactation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I breastfeed like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I used to lactate all the time and you know, because there's very few people in well there's very few people that speak publicly that they're into it. Yeah, sure. So it's sweet. It tastes good. You know, I want to I'm just saying. I would challenge everybody to sit there and start speaking about what you normally don't speak about. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because I think if we would speak about, like, you know, my lactation fetish, you know, because I like, I don't necessarily drink it, but, you know. Yeah. I think there, we would find that there's a lot more people with that same interest. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, like the lactation fetish, they have that, they have a great group online. I've read into that as well, you know, and there's, trust me, there's local people. They'll be like, what? You're trying to say, go on, be up on that. They'd be like, boobies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's very cool. You know, there's so many possibilities, and that's the thing. It's like, have you not found that BDSM is like this true cathartic thing that you don't want to live without? You know? Oh, I can't have a regular relationship. Yeah. I, I become incredibly bored. Matter of fact, before I had my first lifestyle relationship, I cheated on everyone I ever had, was with because I constantly got bored. I'm like, you know, we would have sex. And I'm like, is this it? You know, really? I mean, and I understand. I mean, I know a lot of people are in sex, but <laughs> that's the best line ever. Right? A lot of people are into sex. It's true. <laughs> Well, like, I don't, this is it. My parents work. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to the sex, it's like, what's so interesting about it? Right. You know, it's fun. It feels good. But you're right. After the 500th time, you're like, huh, let's do something else. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, you need to keep it spicy. Let me lick your butt. Absolutely. See how that goes. <laughs> he always talks about <laughs> I'm trying to normalize it. He's, she said, lactation, I like to eat ass. Let's normalize it. I mean, it's true. Let me tell you, I know a lot of people in the eating ass. Apparently, I wear diapers now, too. So yeah. <laughs> You've been another ass eater here tonight. <laughs> Everybody likes a little ass. They yeah. do. They do. You haven't told that about mine, then. <laughs> <laughs> you got your ghetto booty. <laughs> is that what it is? 
I'm like, yeah, to get over I'm like, it. I'm like, it ain't, what's so, but everybody, like, everybody likes to grab it. They're like, oh, your booty's this and that. Like, but don't, but don't. But don't, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> we were still talking about the donk donk we saw last weekend. Oh my god! All of us were sitting there and we were watching that scene. Oh yeah! And that juicy booty. Oh, holy shit! We were just like we're still talking about salivating. But I'll be I, I what I saw. I couldn't take my eyes off. I know right? the energy was just something that I. I just love the energy. I love the yeah. the whole aspect of it. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, I don't want to sound judgmental, but I was like, that's one of the best I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There was, you know, there was a lot of <clears throat> interaction. There was a lot of this and that. And. Oh, she knew she was sexy. Oh, yeah. She was oh, yeah. She was she- Oh, yeah. yeah, it was nice. And you know, it wasn't intense. It wasn't anything no. crazy extreme. It was just something just that. Just fun and sexy. Yeah, just fun and sexy. And you can see this bonding love yes. between them, which was, it was great. That, and that, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing again. You know, I've been on the, cro- on the crosses, I've been on racks, I've been on all that stuff. And that was a different type of energy, that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was the interaction between both. It was yeah. like theater. Yeah. We were so glad we went that night, too. Yeah. We were like, this was our best night. We I, was, best I was the night. same way. Yeah. I was a set older. We left. I'm like, I'm so glad you came. This is the best time I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> they were kicking us out. You realize that. Yeah. yeah. It was after the time they was closing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, Don't hold up. I'm like, okay, okay. I'll finish up. And then I kept going. <laughs> I was like, I mean... Like, I have a hard time watching other people sing. I'm very ADHD. And so I tend to jump around. You know? Oh, that's cool. I, I, that's a nice scene. You know? And then I jump to the next one. That one dragged me in. I'll be honest. I, well, we were all on the stage. Yeah, we were. We <laughs> <laughs> were all in there just looking. <laughs> How much closer can I get? <laughs> you had the best seat, too. I, know, I was right there. I was wanting to volunteer. Right? <laughs> I was like, you know? That's too fun. But that was, the, you know, oh, yeah, talking about, you know, uh, the relationships, you know. That was something a lot of people could not, <laughs> they could not grasp, you know, with especially the high protocol relationship was because, like, there were times that, we would go somewhere. We weren't allowed to speak to anybody at a party. And there were people that got offended because me and my other, not my other uh, mistress, but the other uh, partner, like they weren't allowed to speak and people took that as being rude. And so that was the other aspect of, you know, I just figured I'd throw up in there because I, when I said, I wanted to go volunteer. It clicked in my brain, respecting protocols, you know, and not interrupt the scene. And it actually, that thought immediately popped in my head because I've been like, oh, I've been screwed. Because that's, you know, so. You get kind of programmed into that, that mindset, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, it's about respecting others, is what it is. Gotcha. You know, we all don't have the same. 
same protocols. We all don't have the same dynamics. Uh, I'll be honest. One of our problems in our relationship, we actually just spoke about it the other day, about a month ago. I felt our biggest issue was people criticizing me to them, putting their their nose in our business. Uh, It was incredibly common for people to say, well, uh, giggles, their paint isn't submissive. Or Petra's not submissive. Because I wasn't their idea of submissive. I mean, and I find that that happened a lot. I'll be honest. I mean, when we were talking about relationships earlier, I forgot to mention that. That was actually one of the reasons that I started pulling back. Because for me, my relationship is between me and that person. It's not between me and the community. Absolutely. And now, if the community wants a relationship with me, they need to come and ask my consent. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. John and I had this conversation, uh, honestly, a couple weeks ago where we were talking about it. We were saying that we've heard people say, oh, well, you know what? She's really not a true submissive. Oh, we've seen what she does. Eh, you know. And it's like, we're like, what do you mean? That that might be their dynamic. Everybody's dynamic is different. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I'm judgy, judgy, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, there's some people that want a doormat. There's some people that want a a Sam, you know, to keep it interesting. There's some people that want in the middle. I like brats. Brats are great. (laughs) You know? They're a little mouthy and it's fun. You know? I I don't want somebody that's just going to roll over and, you know, I want somebody that I'm going to have fun with. John wants a challenge. I do. Gets him into trouble all the time. I can choke him and bite him and show him who's in charge. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, the me, as long as you're in a adult, a sex loving relationship where everybody's informed, it's all good to me. That's the way I look at relationships. I mean, and I, you know, to be honest, I, I always have. I mean, because, I mean, I guess it's because I knew what it was like to be that person judged, you know, and have the relationship affected by it. So, absolutely. I think that's a good note to end it on. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you have any final advice for people in this lifestyle? Starting off, you know, you're—I mean, you've been in it for so long. What would you I tell somebody who's new to all of this? Continue to grow and learn, and don't become stagnant, because there's always room to grow and. Uh, don't sacrifice your happiness for others. Don't, uh, as when we John, when we were talking, or, yeah, you know, uh, you know, express your interest. You know, I just read a post earlier where it was one way, and the one partner is not happy. So, you know, it's all about having fun and love. To be honest, it's all about enjoying yourself. So. Just continue to enjoy yourself and grow and learn. That's great. Thank you again so much for joining us. It's been a treat. (laughs) It's my pleasure. (laughs) I I appreciate the invite. And no, it's been great. Absolutely, it's been so much fun. We always like to interview, you know, people and talk about the lifestyle. And everybody needs a a different perspective from someone, you know. And they get tired of hearing John and I all the time. (laughs) No, they get tired of hearing me. 
I just, I'm just the cl- comic with it. I just say dumb things. <laughs> just say stupid shit. Whatever. Your doctor's getting too tight on you. Go ahead. Do the closing, John. All right. Thank you. Until next time, make all your dirty, kinky fantasies become realities. <laughs>